Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Just give me one second. Sorry, I just got to do this. Yeah, hey, Vince, it's Simon Miller here. Yeah, that's right, the master of the ups and downs. I just wanted to ask you, did you forget about Survivor Series? Okay. Excellent. All right, thanks. (laughs) He did forget. There's nobody there. Hello, my friends. It is I, Simon Miller, and another week has passed us by. So it is back to Smackdown and to find out whether it was a good show or not. (laughs) It was meant to be the go-home edition for Survivor Series. But aside from a little bit at the end, I don't really think WWE cares about it this year. Let's find out if we enjoyed this two hours, though, by giving the good bits an up and the bad bits a down. So, yes, obviously, let's up those downs. WWE is really taking this whole King thing literally, aren't they? Because SmackDown started with the Usos in the ring and behind them they had a whole, like, royal set. You had a throne, you had a scepter. It looked a little bit like something you'd find at Madame Tussauds as your nan was like, oh, sit down, darling, I'd take a picture. Jimmy and Jay mentioned their Survivor Series match against RK-Bro as quickly as they could because, again, WWE doesn't want you to know that there's a pay-per-view tomorrow night. And then they introduced Roman Reigns. And as always, no, he wasn't happy. I think it was due to all these props in the ring, because he was like, oh, I'm the tribal chief. I don't need any of this crap, before he asked the audience to acknowledge him. And when they kind of booed, once again, he was just pissed off. I just want to find Roman and go, dude, it's going to be all right. You're the universal champion. You're a super duper star. There's a lot to be happy about. The dude has a lot of problems right now, one of which is Xavier Woods, who chose this moment to come out and say, I don't care what you're doing, Mr. Reigns, because I am not a king based on stupid props that may or may not be in the ring. I am a king because I won the king of the ring. And Roman was like, no, you care about all this stuff. And Xavier was like, no, I don't. And they got into a little bit of a fight. This was mostly because the Usos threatened to smash that crown and Xavier realized, oh no, wait, I do like that thing. So please don't do it. And before all of this, Woods was also like, well, listen here, Reigns, you could never win a match unless the Usos are around. So later on, why don't we just go at it mano a mano? He got overwhelmed as this wasn't the best idea. And then that bastard Roman Reigns didn't he take this crown and he smashed it into a million pieces. I mean, why don't you just go around a kid's birthday party and spit in the cake? I still think it's weird that Survivor Series does feel like such an afterthought, but I really enjoy Xavier Woods in this position and the New Day as an entity just prop up WWE sometimes. So given as they are propping up, I'm giving it up. Taylor Braxton chatted to Woods after this too, and once again he said, well, let me fight Roman Reigns later. 
you can kind of figure out what's going to happen there, but we'll get to it. It's then time to finish the men's Survivor Series team, even though <laughs> we had done this on social media a few weeks ago. So stupid. It was just a bunch of random people fighting for this right as well because it was Jinder Mahal versus Cesaro versus Sheamus versus Ricochet. But again, listen to the names that just came out of my mouth. Of course, it's getting it up. Never forget now that in the story, it means that Jinder Mahal wrapped Hit Row out of the company. And of course, that wasn't addressed at all. And it was really nice to see Sheamus back. Cesaro is Cesaro, probably the most underrated wrestler in the world. And we all know about Ricochet. He can do things that humans aren't meant to do. There was a brief union between Sheamus and Jinder Mahal, but of course the question of, oh my gosh, can they coexist, was quickly answered, because it was no. Mahal instead tried to surprise everybody with the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment surprise roll-up. So the Irishman looked at him, shaked his head, and good grief did he punch him in the chest. Ricochet was also going as nuts as ever and also did this crazy dive that puts him in that bracket of only a few people should be doing these moves. And eventually Cesaro got Jinder Mahal in the big swing and fair play to that guy. He is not a small dude, but he sold it wonderfully. I assume that Ridge Holland was going to interfere at some point because as we have learned over the last few weeks, he's in love with Sheamus. So he did indeed run down and he just started hitting the distraction button. He was then blatantly interfering too and after he had given Sheamus some flowers and some chocolate Seamus hits Cesaro with the bro kick. He got the one, two, three, and he is now going to Survivor Series. So this was fun, fun stuff, but that was definitely a distraction. So bring it down. We are up to 120. Jeff Hardy was being interviewed next, and he just decided to comment on a bunch of storylines that are currently happening in WWE. And I was like, thanks for coming, Jeff. It's good to get your insight. He then turned his attention to Happy Corbin and Mad Cat Moss for some reason when they did arrive and told some bad jokes. When Adam Pearce, I think, heard these jokes and he didn't think it was very good humor, so he got Superman. It's also going to be Hardy versus Moss later. <laughs> that is a brand new one. Even for WWE, furious at a joke. Do you want to know what the explanation for Ridge Holland loving Sheamus is too? He just does. That's right. They were in the back having a chat and Sheamus was like, oh, fella, it's really glad to have you around. And Ridge Holland was like, I love you, baby. And then they told us they were going to go to the pub. So I suppose that's just what they do. There was then this excellent video documenting everything that has ever gone down between Becky Lynch and Charlotte Fair. And seriously, if you do not intend on seeing this today, you have made a massive mistake. Also, the fact that we are hitting the whole this is real button so hard probably means it has now become a work. But in terms of ensuring that you are invested in this match, I give it a round of applause. WE was then back because it was a team of Shayna Baszler and Natalia, and I have no idea why. And they were taking on Naomi and Aaliyah. And this went around about one minute down. But I don't even know what this was. I mean, you were meant to think that, oh my gosh, Sonya Deville has paid off the referee because Natalia from nowhere just pinned Naomi and the referee went one, two, three, and that was it. And while I say it was a fast count, it kind of was a fast count and it wasn't a fast count. And all the commentators were like, was that a fast count? I don't know if it was a fast count. So I'm sat there trying to enjoy a show going, well, was or wasn't it a fast count? We did get some confirmation afterwards because we saw Sonya in the back and the referee walked up to her and said, like, did I do a good job? And she was like, no, you didn't, you disgusting referee. I can't believe you're so crooked so of course that ties into everything and she also announced that at survivor series there is going to be a battle royal celebrating the fact that it's the rock's 25th anniversary because of course he debuted back in 1996 now unless dwayne johnson is going to turn up at the pay-per-view which i suppose he could do 
All that's going to happen now is you're going to piss everybody off because that is what they're expecting. And also, also, what happens if someone wins this? Let's say, I don't know, AJ Styles. He's in it. AJ Styles wins this battle royal. Does he then become The Rock? <laughs> I do not understand what that is about. Other than going, yeah, man, everyone likes The Rock. We got The Rock, but we don't. Sami Zayn was also moaning to Sonya Deville going, oh, woe is me, woe is me. And she said, well, it's all Adam Pearce's fault. Go and talk to him. Now, far be it from me to say otherwise, but you'd think when you had two general managers, one of them should be a babyface in order to avoid things like this. Jeff Hardy versus Madcap Moss was next. And because, of course, Corbin had come out with Madcap, Jeff Hardy just went, well, here's my friend for the day, Drew McIntyre. And once again, I have absolutely no idea why. Down. And the reason for that is because this too only went 60 seconds. And what the hell are you meant to do in 60 seconds? And sure, Happy Corbin was being a dick. So Drew McIntyre grabbed him and threw him across the announce table. And then in the ring, Jeff Hardy just hit the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment. And he got the one, two, three. And I actually went... Well, what was the point of that? The babyfaces then took out the heels with all of their big moves. And at this juncture, I realized, oh, I know what it is. It's because on Sunday, we can now ask the question, ah, how are they going to coexist? And I tell you this, if I never hear that question again, it will be too soon. Paul Heyman then accepted Xavier Woods' challenge and also insinuated that the Usos wouldn't be at ringside. If you bought into that, please get in touch with me because do I have the pyramid scheme for you? And it was then another one minute match. And I was like, what is the deal? SmackDown doesn't usually do things like this. I mean, occasionally they drop the ball, but three, three one minute matches down. There's also Shinsuke Nakamura versus Angel, no longer Gaza. And while of course this did make sense because they're having a feud, as I've already said, and as I say it again, what the hell do you expect them to do in 60 seconds? There was also some distractions kind of the outside because Rick Boogs and Humberto Carrillo were getting into it. And then back in the ring, Shinsuke just went, well, there's your head, here's my knee. He gave him the concession. One, two, three. We also do need to bring the board down because I have decided this did count in because it was kind of shenanigans. And we're up to 121. Now, even if this doesn't go up again, 121 distraction finishes in WWE. I will leave that information with you. We then found out the next match was going to be Shotzi versus Sasha Banks. And you know what that means. It means at Survivor Series, ah, can they coexist? Somebody shoot me. Beforehand, Sonya Deville said, look, I understand you hate each other, but you can go out there and have a fight and afterwards you have to shake hands. And I'm sorry, that is the worst way to book a team if you actually want them to get on. But I'll tell you this, I quite liked it. Up. I know it wasn't the best match in the world, but while I think it's absolutely ridiculous that we have turned Shotzi heel because she's so likable, she actually does have a pretty good bad guy persona. Because the whole time she's just walking around going, oh, Sasha Banks, I hate you. Oh, Sasha Banks, you ruined my life. I totally believe it. I buy in. She has a really good angry voice, I suppose. So more power to her. I still think the finish was kind of ludicrous because while I understand you don't want Sasha Banks to lose because she's Sasha Banks, given that we have just turned Shotzi, she shouldn't be being defeated either because otherwise you can sit there on your ass and go, well, that was a dumb decision. You completely changed your personality in order to get victories and now you still lose it. It was nice and clean, I suppose, although this was the match where you probably could have done some nonsense. And yes, after a little fight and fight, Sasha Banks locked in the back statement. Shotzi just tapped out. We then proceeded to make Shotzi look as stupid as we possibly could because Sasha and her did shake hands before Banks turned on her and gave her the backstabber. And to sum this up, I will just say, 
I don't think this is the best way to establish new characters. Kind of ironically, WWE then did prove they understand how to establish new characters, because flub me, we had this badass promo video for the debut of Xyli, and it was so good, I'm giving it an up. It was all comic book themed and told the story about the death of her father, and it basically made her come across like a superhero. It was so badass, it made me go, man, I can't wait to see Xyli, which of course means she'll debut next week. <laughs> and she'll either instantly lose or meet up with someone and will wonder if whether they can coexist. Tony Storm then did indeed confirm that she will be on the Women's Survivor Series team. And I know, I know. Why do the men have to fight for it, but the women just turned up and went, yo, brah, I want to be on the team. And someone went, yeah, okay, I don't know what else to do. Storm was also more concerned about Charlotte because, of course, we don't care about Survivor Series. So Charlotte turned up and went, ha, 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 after I beat Becky Lynch, I will defeat you. And yeah, that probably is what's going to happen. For the second week, though, our main event on SmackDown was Roman Reigns versus Xavier Woods, and that made me feel all warm and fuzzy in my tum-tum. And WWE just did the simple play here, and lo and behold, it was the correct one. Because Roman Reigns pretended he was going to go alone before he turned to the aisleway, and while he expected Jimmy and Jay Uso to walk out, because obviously what else did they do, they got thrown out there like they were darts. And why did this happen, I hear you ask? Because, of course, Big E had infiltrated SmackDown. He had beaten the Usos up in the back, decided to throw them in front of the crowd, but when he did appear, everybody went nuts. I thought this was very well done. He just whooped all the ass as well. He was handing out big endings like they were going out of fashion. And he almost hit one on Roman Reigns, who wiggled his feet, and he ran away. But not only did this finally actually build to the pay-per-view, but it also made you go, oh my gosh, maybe Big E is going to win. Now, I don't actually believe that deep down in my tootsie toes, but man, if I squeeze everything hard enough, maybe it'll happen. It also made both guys' story far much more interesting. And even though it took WWE around about six and a half weeks, when it came to the very last second they did indeed go oh my gosh you should watch survivor series but between you and i on the down low when we do get to monday i kind of feel like wwe will get a lot better but i enjoyed this end segment so much i am going to give it an up but that does not mean there wasn't a lot of nonsense on this show which is another reason i want to get through the pay-per-view because usually smackdown is smashing it and now this stupid thing has just gotten right in the way. Now, please do leave a comment below and let us know what you thought about last night's episode of SmackDown. Like the video, share the video, and subscribe. Head on over to worldculture.com. We shall keep you up to date with all the wrestling news. Make sure you come say hello on social media. And we have a ton of videos, a ton of them. Just watch one. Sounds like a fair deal. My name is Simon for What Culture. Thank you for watching me as always. Enjoy Survivor Series and check out AEW Rampage ups and downs later. If you are watching this as soon as it goes live, I would always appreciate it. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.